Hey, thanks for joining us here on The House Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by this message. If you want to learn more about The House, check out our website at welcometothehouse.com or download The House app. So I'm excited about this next series that we're going to do. We're going to do three weeks. And then after that, I'm super excited about our next one because we're going to talk about thriving relationships. And so uh, it's going to be it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Um, but we're going to talk about a, a, a new series and, and a new topic. And um, we're going to talk about sons and daughters. I believe that um, I believe that once you know that you are a son and daughter of the Lord, it changes everything in your life. It, it changes the rejection. It changes all that's going on. And I want to kind of just dive into this concept. I want to take about three weeks to unpack it. And I believe that it will bless you. Are you ready to receive the word? Come on. Listen. Now, if you're new here, let me tell you this. We are an amen church. I appreciate observation, but I really like participation. Does that make sense? And so I know that there are incredible thinkers in Northwest Arkansas. You are the people that have seven degrees and you get paid for one of them. Um, that's awesome. But um, I, I, I really would like that thinking to move to agreement. You know, and so I'm a little old school. I like a little amen every now and then. Come on. Uh, that means so be it. So if you see something that, hear something that is a so be it, you so be it. You know what I'm saying? And if you're a nonconformist, you can say so be it. That's cool too. Um, uh, but we, we kind of want to be a little bit of more of a responsive church rather than a sleepy, sleepy church. Um, and so... Uh, I don't know any part of the Bible that when God is active and present in your life is sleepy. And so it's active, it's challenging, it's an adventure. It's an adventure. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what uh, serving the Lord is like. Um, Have you ever wondered what God thinks of you? Now, I know that some of you are deep in theology and you are like, I know what he thinks about me. It says right here. But... But have you, have you ever thought, like, what does God think about me? Have you ever thought, man, it's so hard to believe that God actually loves us the way the Bible says he does? I mean, I know that the book says he does, but I've just not experienced a lot of that in my own physical relationships. And all of us would say that we define love based on how our relationships have been navigated in our own life. And I I don't know about you, but I've had many, many messy relationships. And so at best, we define something, um, you know, as good as we can. But I don't think that it compares to the love of God and what he, how he feels about us. Uh, We've had many models and (laughs) they've been messy. You know, even great families and great, you came from a great mom and dad and you are a great mom and dad or, or you just aspire to be a great mom and dad. There's still messiness. There's still flesh. And, and I think that it's important for us to know, house family, that it's so vital to your spiritual transformation to understand that all God has ever wanted was a family. From the very beginning, there is this narrative of family fatherhood, sonship, daughter. There is this, from the very, very beginning, all the way through the book, there is this idea that God wanted a family. Come on, does that make sense? 
And so I think, believe that it's really just pivotal for our church in this season where there is so much brokenness in our families, in our homes, uh, that, that we are all crying for a narrative that God says, I deliver on. I, I deliver on this. The language of family is all through the Bible. And from the beginning, he created Adam and Eve. And he placed them. Now, now let, I'm going to give you a little bit of theology here. But here God took, takes the dust of the ground and makes man. Yeah. And then does a little surgery and makes woman. Pow! And he's like, hey! <laughs> That's a good moment. Come on. Uh, and I know that you're kind of disconnected from that moment. But the Bible actually says that Adam looked around for suitable helpers and there were none. So that means he was interested. You know what I'm saying? In the gorilla, what's up? How you doing? You know, like, you know, he didn't know. He was like, I'm looking for a suitable helper. You know what I'm saying? What's up, elephant? I like your trunk. <laughs> no. and, and so the truth of the matter is, uh, alligator, oh, you're a little snappy girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then all of a sudden, wham, woo, oh, hey, oh, I've never seen you around here before. You know, and, and, and the, the idea is that God created man and woman with everything. And so if we skip over the story and we just like, oh yeah, I got it. God created it. But you have to understand the fact that everything was taken care of. In the presence, the way God created it. You can find this in Genesis chapter 2 and 3. God had peace. Presence. Proximity. Listen, there was production. Purpose. Provision. It was easy. Everybody say easy. easy. There was still weight. There was still work. But it was easy. See, a lot of us, we, we, we know the story and the theology, but sometimes we miss the fact that this is what God says when he says, my yoke is, come on, say it, and my burden is light. He did not remove the burden, word burden. <laughs> Burden is still there. Work is still there. There was still a job description for Adam. And the job description was, take what I've given you in seed form and go touch the world and be productive. But I am going to provide an environment and a space for you to thrive without heaviness, without curse, without, without evil. I'm going to give you what you need. Now you're going to have to go develop it. Does that make sense? Come on, you're going to have to develop your family. And he's like, you? You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to go develop all of it. You're going to have to develop everything. Because here's the deal. Listen to this. God will never bless you with maturity. He expects you to develop it. If anybody says, I went into a prayer line and I just got mature. You can know they're lying. Because in the history of what God's order, he never started with a, 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 a maturity. There was always this development of, I'm going to give you a, a wife and you're going to create. I'm going to give you this and you're going to create. I'm going to do. And so there's this idea that more is already in you because you have been created in my image and you are the only thing that can create more life and you think like I do in, the, in, in, in a smaller fashion because you can have vision 
and creativity. And you can take your God-given talents given to you by the Holy Spirit and you can go and expand. That's the idea. If we miss that thought, then, and we erase it or we minimize it or we don't think about it, then what we do is we get into works-based Christianity. But God, in our relationship wants us to work absent of the burdens and heaviness and pressure. Does that make sense? Of a fallen world. He believes that when you come in and you have a relationship with Jesus, the Bible says that old things pass away, all things become new. Now you have to work in an environment now that everybody else is broken and you're trying to figure out how not to be broken. And you're now moving through the process of transformation. Spiritually, you're renewed in a moment. But now you're having to work out your background and brokenness. And you're having to apply the Word of God over how you think about things. This is how we grow. This makes sense. For us, the starting point for a thriving life is to understand this one concept. You are wanted. You are wanted. You are wanted, the one who made a mistake. You are wanted, the one who had a broken moment. Though You are wanted, the one who faced divorce. You are wanted, the one who has a past that just doesn't want anybody to know. You are wanted, you are wanted, you are wanted. And if you don't have that worldview then really the gospel will not make sense to you. That you are, are, are wanted. And the purpose over this next season is to draw the attention to the fact that you no longer have to be spiritual orphans. That because of Jesus, we are welcome into sonship. And the Bible tells us that by faith, a major shift can happen in our life that changes, listen, everything. We can move from religion to relationship, from acquaintance to family, from abandonment to son and daughters of the Most High because there has been an invitation issued to you. Does this make sense? My assignment as we start is the Father's heart. The Father's heart. Anybody, when you were young, have a moment where you're like, I'm, I'm moving out. Anybody have a move out story? Come on, I remember when I was six. It got real. Just tell me. It got real in our house. I remember my mom telling me this story a bunch of times. And so it got real. I was outside playing. She called me in and she said, you had to take a shower. And I was like, I want to go to a place where there are no more shower mandates. I do not want to be told to wash behind my ear ever again. And I believe that I can find a utopia where they don't make people shower. So I went home. I walked in. I told my mom I'm leaving. She was like, well, where are you going to go? I said, I don't know. I went, got my little red uh, suitcase, opened that thing up. I put my speaking spell in there. 
Come on, somebody. Anybody have a speaking spell? Come on. Anybody over 40? You know, you know, I speak. I, I, put, I put my Star Wars figurines in there. I left my pound puppy. But, but <laughs> sorry, y'all, y'all Google it. <laughs> but but, but I, I, I loaded that thing up. I had, listen, uh, two socks, two underwear, two shirts. Uh, my mom told me later, she was like, you didn't plan on leaving alone? <laughs> I was like, it was a, it was a, it was a statement. <laughs> I got out. I got on my big wheel and I took off. I made it about two blocks. My mom rolls up. She's like, Stevie, (laughs) you sure you want to do this? I was watching the cars, the endless road. I was like, no. (laughs) I caved. I'm sorry. I was tough. I thought it was going to be tough. I caved. We went home. I took a shower. I got a snack. It was a win. I'm just like, 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 have you ever had that, that moment where you're like, I'm done? And then you're like, oh, wow. Maybe I'm not. I think the takeaway for me is many times we think that if we just leave, it's better. But it's not. It's not. If we just kind of get to do it our own way, if we get to go our own way. And listen, my my parents were far from, from perfect, but it was not safer on my own. Listen, you can't convince me that Adam and Eve, if they had known the destruction of their choices that they would have willfully just gone forward. Do you understand that their sin caused them to lose, the Bible says, dominion. God gave Adam the world. He gave him dominion. It said that Adam had dominion over the fish, the sea, the ground. God gave them to me. It was a gift. Not only am I going to give you life, I am going to give you the responsibility. I'm going to give you ownership in this world. And he gave it to him. So when he chose to eat the fruit that God said, hey, that's off limits. He gave the dominion over to the enemy. A lot of people don't understand that right now in this world, the enemy has dominion. That's why we see the forces of evil. And a lot of people don't, don't, don't understand because we don't want to lock in. We, we would rather watch Harry Potter and be fictitious than we would be real and go, there are demonic principalities, darkness. That, that, does that make sense? Have you turned on the news at all over the last month and thought, that's evil? That, that's evil. And everybody's like, no, it's not. <laughs> you don't see anything. <laughs> Nothing here to say. <laughs> it involves children. Like it's evil. And so the reality is the only way we come under from that dominion is we accept Christ. We come under a new banner. We are born again. And now, listen, we have power. Does that make sense? So we're not under that. We're under this. Does that make sense? I'm going to break all this through. Some of you are like, when are you going to open the Bible? It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. I just kind of like to get that religion going a little bit and then crush it. Um, uh, I, I just want us to understand that Church, the Father is committed to doing, I believe, what I experienced with my parents, chasing you down, 
and again standing at the door of your heart. And Jesus says that he knocks, hoping that you will open your heart to him. And I want to give you three truths about the Father's heart that I think will shift your perspective. Three truths real quick in nine minutes. All right, here we go. The first one is this. God wants you to join the family. Always join the family. Like you're welcome. It don't matter what you do. And can I tell you this? You don't join the family once you got all your junk fixed. This is going to hurt some people, but people who watch porn can join the family. People who battle homosexuality can join the family. Listen to what I'm saying. People who battle gluttony, pride, you've embezzled money, You've lied on your taxes for the last 15 years. You are welcome in the family. You are welcome. And I know everybody's like, but? (laughs) Because we love the but. We love the but. And, And the truth of the matter is, The idea is that if we're going to confess Jesus as Lord and begin our spiritual journey, we want to grow, we want to change, and we want to become free. It is not someone mandating it, pointing it out to us and saying, well, if you just pass this litmus test, you'll be a little bit better. But just pass this one, just pass this one. It's a desire to want to grow into my full potential and sin hinders life. Sin hinders life. We don't, we're not trying to preach bad people. We're trying to, the whole thing's bad. The dominion's bad. The messed up bad. Like you were born bad. <laughs> I was not. Yes, you were. You, you are evil. You're the evil person. I, I'm not. Put two babies in one crib. Give them one piece of candy. See if they, sh- no, your turn. No, your turn. You're not. No. Oh, give me a game. We never change. Unless we surrender our will to the Lord. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, it says this. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 through 7. And I'm going to read a couple of verses because I want to unpack this for you. But it says, believe, uh, blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ. Everybody say in Christ. That's important. Sometimes I feel like when we read the Bible, we just like circle over things that we don't understand and we feel like that was a really bad sentence. And so we just keep going, okay? In Christ with every spiritual blessing and heavenly places, heavenly places. There's a place that's heavenly. It's not me, it's a place. All right? Even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we would be holy and blameless before him, before him in love. Not in shame, not in criticism, not in, lo- in love. The whole thing's motivated by l- love. So if you don't love, come get saved today. But love, okay? He predestines us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ. That is a very important verse. You need to highlight that part of the verse because as sons through 
Jesus Christ. If you skipped over that, then you don't... You're, we're bringing it all and putting it together because Jesus said, I am the door. That's why there's a difference between Christianity and Muslim. I'm not judging. That's why there's a difference in other religions. We're not putting people down. As sons through Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? That's the way. So I'm not trying to buy. See, we were right the whole time. No. We have to have the revelation of it. So that we can love people through it. And we can't be scared of people who are different than us. Because then we'll never have conversations with people. To be able to illuminate what God has illuminated to us. Because at one point in time, you didn't know it either. Come on, does this make sense? Okay, okay. According to the purpose of His will, to the praise of the glorious grace, with which He has blessed us in the beloved. In Him, we have redemption through His blood. Come on, that's good. Redemption is always like that. That's an amen moment. Redemption. You're going to die and be tortured. Not a clap moment. Redemption. Everybody likes redemption. Okay? Forgiveness of our trespasses. Some of you here, you just jacked up. I'm one. I've had some trespasses. I've offended some people. I've hurt some people. I've said things that I would like to take back. In my youth, I may post. I've had trespasses. He takes care of that. Come on. According to his riches of his grace. Here's what I need you to know. That God is rich in grace. Rich in grace. Like like there's a lot of it. More than he can spend. Okay. Here is the concept from this verse that you have to get. And we're going to move fast. Listen. You are chosen... Before the foundations of the world, you were picked and you were wanted and there was a plan for you. And so why that identifies to me is because I was adopted from a foster home. My parents got divorced. And you know what? I had to battle my own identity. But then I heard that I was wanted. Come on. Does that make sense? You are wanted. You are wanted. You may have had a terrible weekend. You may have messed up last week. You are wanted. That's where it starts. That's why it's good news. Okay. You have been bought. Redemption through his blood. There was a purchase made to buy your freedom. If you accept it. Come on. Anybody got any debt? You don't have to raise your hand. You're like, just a little bit. If I came up to you. And I said, next Sunday, we are going to cancel all debt. I wonder if... (laughs) Amen! (laughs) I don't know if the board would approve it, but but, listen. But here's it. If we did that, I promise you, no one would care about social distancing on that Sunday. Any debt you have, we're fixing to wipe it out. If you come in person, people be like... (laughs) They're going to be in... (laughs) Why? Because we've all been limited by our debt. 
Jesus paid the debt and you are not limited if you accept that any longer. Come on. You've been adopted. If you're saved and you're in the family, then God is, come on, your father. You can't get a better deal than redemption and forgiveness of trespasses. I'm telling you, you can't get a better deal than that. You thought the timeshare was awesome. It's not really that awesome. That's why you can't sell it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like listen. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, God was a distraction. My bad. Uh, listen. The Bible tells us that the father's heart is come. The father's heart is not. What now? What did you do? Jesus, Lord. You just try me. I am like. You've been to church for a really long time. <laughs> Are we full yet? There's still space here, okay? All right. Like, that's not... Sh- listen, listen what I'm telling you. Listen, shame is not a tool of the Father's heart. He is merciful. He is kind. He is quick to forgive. But do not mistake his grace for the fact that he is not truth. Love covers a multitude of sin. Truth will set you free. Truth without love cripples people. Love without truth keeps people broken. You need both to thrive in your Christian life. Does that make sense? Some of us are not where we need to be or want to be or feel the capacity of where we should be. Is it because we've not allowed the Holy Spirit to share some truth that we've been avoiding? Could my relationships be a little bit better if I didn't talk like that? Could we be a little bit more generous if we began to see our finances like stewardship? See, the truth of the matter is, truth helps us see it. And love covers it and says, but everybody's broken. And everybody has a process. And you can grow because God has given you a way forward. Come on, does this make sense? John chapter 1 verse 3 through uh, uh, um, uh, 9 through 13. I want you to see this as we're just talking about this thought. Jesus is how you are born again into the family. A lot of people say born again. Well, you know, we have a lot of Christian ease language that we say, but sometimes we don't really understand. He's like, oh, born again. Okay, crack. What does that mean? Okay, let's look at this. Look, look, look. The true light, which gives light to everyone. We're talking about Jesus, okay? The true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Why? Because he is the word, made flesh. And so everything created was spoken through Jesus. Does that make sense? Okay, okay. All right. Yet the world did not know him. Who are you? I don't know. What's your, like the whole three years. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Oh, are you a prophet? Are you? The, like no, Even the guys who were with him didn't know who he was. Like, hmm, 
the woman at the well found out, and so she was the most broken. <laughs> but the people who were in the ministry, stop. Anyway, okay, stop. Uh, okay, I, I can't go there. We got to move on. All right, listen, because y'all gonna make me mad. All right, here we go. And listen, listen. And he came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. Who his own people? What does that mean? What does that mean? His own people, the people who were birthed to be God's chosen people, did not accept him. The danger is you can do the process of church, but never let the process of freedom move through your heart. Okay, look at this, look at this. But who believes in his name? How many of you just have like read this verse and just like walked through it? But, but look what it says. Who believes in his name? He gave them right to become Children of God. Here's this concept that I want you to dial in, and you probably already know this, um, but God is not asking you to believe in Jesus. He's asking you to believe in the name above all names because the name indicates title. And the title is the Son of God, the King of Kings, Emmanuel, God with us. And way too many people are trying to follow man Jesus, but deny the name. At that name, every knee will bow. At that name, every tongue, come on, help me, will confess. And if you don't dial in on who this conversation, then you will miss who gives you the right to be the son of God. There is universalism happening in the world. Where we are all God's children. No we're not. We've all been created by God. But we are not. We're all God's little children of the world. And again. It's cute. It's not right. There are two families. There are two family albums. Anybody got family albums on their phone? There are two family albums. There is the family of the devil and there is the family of God. And there are only two families. Some of you are like... I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. If we miss this then we don't understand what the door is. He's the door. You get access to be a son and daughter through... Like, I... He determined. He gives the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, will, or flesh. So here's what I'm saying. You can't work for it, baby. It's not... You can't be born into it. You... Listen, listen, look at... You can't decide. I'm the decider here, son of God. You don't get to decide. I'm going to uh, uh, beat my body, beat my flesh. I'm going to, you know, penance. I'm going to do. You, 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 don't, you don't get to do any of that. You don't get to make that decision. Jesus makes the decision. And how he makes the decision is if you will honor the name. That's why it says, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my Father. And there are many in the last days that will say, Lord, Lord, I prophesy and cast out demons in your name, but I never knew you because here's the deal. You didn't understand. Come on, is this, does this make sense? Okay, good. 
like it's really heavy. Okay, okay, okay. Let me let me let me give you just um, a verse real quick that I think will help you. First John chapter three verse ten. It says this: By this it is evident who the children of God are, and who the children of the. Oh, snap. Have you ever wondered why Jesus would tell like his boy, Peter, who had the revelation, the rock of who Jesus was? He would say, get behind me, Satan. I mean, like, if you're going to call me something, I would prefer that you not call me the adversary that you've been fighting for eternity and has manipulated one-third of the angels and destroyed countless lives, that would be an insult. Okay? That, that would be bad. Why did he say that? Because Jesus saw it in two kingdoms. You are born of this world, and if you are of this world, then you are under this album. You're in this family. And you have to be born again. And you being born again brings you into sonship and daughtership. And so the reason that he called out Peter and he said, get behind me, Satan, is because that's how he was thinking. Come on, does this make sense? There's a, there's a, I, I could go Acts 13, uh, 8 through 10. You can read that on your own time. I would encourage you uh, to do that. Um, but just for the sake of time, we don't have time. But, but, but here's the concept is that you can be on heavy D, heavy D, heavy D's family, that's the devil, or, or you can be on heavenly G. <laughs> I probably could have been more creative than that, I'm sorry, it was late. Um, here's my thought, there's only one way that the yoke is going to be easy, and if you choose this family album, it's going to be hard. Every single day. The second thing is this. He allows you to make the choice. To make the choice. I love the Father's heart. Because here's the deal. Not only are you wanted. But he allows you to choose. And you're like, oh man, that's awesome. Do you understand? He lets you choose. Like, he is omnipresent, always present. He is omnipotent, all-powerful. He is omniscient, all-knowing. He is omnibenevolent, which means he's always good and he's always loving. He is the epitome of everything and he lets you make the choice. When my, 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 I don't know what I'm saying. When my wife said yes to me in marriage, I was like, yes! Because she chose. I didn't make her. She didn't make me. It was a choice. The Father's heart is He wants you to choose. Heaven is open. Life is open. Freedom is open. What choice are you going to make? The third and the last thought today is he generously gives freedom to all of his sons and daughters. Like, 
He generously gives it. Like, like freedom is available. Listen to you. We've all had hurdles that prevent us from encountering the presence of our Father. There have been uh, issues and thoughts and burdens that have held us back. And I don't know if you've been to church at all lately or heard the term yoke. But the Bible talks about a yoke. And so a yoke was put on an animal so that they could carry a heavy load. They could plow. Does that make sense? And so the Bible tells us that his yoke is easy. Why is it easy? Because when you're under this family album, the yoke is hard and you have absolutely no help. And the leader of this family is trying to kick you in your shins, trip you and hit you as you're, I'm going to make it. Bam. <laughs> I'm going to make it. Bah, 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 bah. I'm gonna make it. And then you fall down. I'm done. This family, there is a yoke. But he is running with you and he is in the yoke. And he is pushing the weight and you are moving. It's like that. It's like all the pressure is on him and you're doing this. That's why he says it's easy. Does this make sense? When people understand that, then they understand what the Heavenly Father, come on, provides. We can speak about hurt. Or we can focus on God's healing. We can speak about bad habits and put ourselves down because we're not good enough. Or we can remove shame because God says that Jesus doesn't condemn us. We can speak about all of our hang-ups. Or we can rest in the fact that our Father says that we are forgiven. And we can move forward. Romans eight fifteen. Ben, y'all go ahead and come up. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. We're talking about... So, so the Bible all is like one conversation with many writers because the Holy Spirit told people what to write. When you put that yoke on, you are under fear. I'm not going to get there. You're under intimidation. You're under shame. And no matter what you do, you know you're going to fail at any moment. Okay, look at this. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, which we cry, Abba, Father. Come on, listen to what I'm saying. Uh, Abba, Father. And so for us, what family album are you in? Because here's the deal. Momentarily, this family album seems cool. I've met a lot of people in my life over 25 years of ministry that are running from the Lord. And they momentarily take a picture. And the Bible says that sin is pleasurable for a season. But at the end of that season, it will reap, what, destruction. And so you may have a few pictures of... <laughs> and everybody's like, oh my God! <laughs> but as they keep flipping the pages... They will find death and brokenness and bondage and less and less people in the pictures they knew and it will end all alone. But this picture, this album, this album 
It's still going to have adversity. I mean, you're still going to have storms. But, but the picture of the storm is, ah! and then Jesus. <laughs> I mean, like, you're still going to go through it, but you have someone in the yoke with you. Come on, does it make sense? Like there's somebody there with you. And the longer that you dive into this and the more you allow freedom to come and sin to be broken off of your life, then what will happen is then the pages, it will be more life and more joy and more hope and more freedom. And where you are five years from now will be totally different. And people will come back and they will look at you and they will go, what happened? And you're like, listen, I got into a new family. I got under a new father. I got under a father that wants to carry the burden and provide the place. Now, I still got a lot of work to do, but he does it with me. You can be a son and daughter. And I, and I need y'all to know this because it tones down judgment a whole lot more. Does that make sense? We are not saying that everything is okay and there aren't standards. And, and, and we're not saying that. We're just saying that once we come under a new father, you begin to go, oh my gosh, I, I want to do this. Not I have to do this. Come on, does this make sense? You guys stand up with me. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear how this message impacted you. Feel free to let us know on the Contact Us tab of the house website. We hope you have a great week.